So I want to talk about the TikTok ban or possible ban that is being discussed right now. So it's 2023. And I think if, long story short, if anything, if it was to be banned, we are at a start of a, a very difficult time, I think, in uh, terms of what to do with businesses that make us uncomfortable. Um, and it will be the start of something that's really new within global culture. It's been going on for like 10 years, ever since the, so I wanted to talk about, this is my view, it may not be the right view, but I think that there is something that's going on and, and there's sort of two conflating factors, I think. Um, that, so back in 2008 with the financial crisis, I think actually there's probably a little bit more, even goes back a little further than that, I think. Um, it goes back to 9-11 where um, you know, we went and we did things that um, we went through a war, um, America and I believe Britain at the time went and um, went into Iraq that was not necessarily as well justified in public opinion as going into, um, you know, Afghanistan after 9-11. And I think like publicly, I think the United Nations was fully backing what was going on in Afghanistan in terms of nation building, but um, you know there wasn't as much support to go into Iraq. And then you know fast forward to to 2008 with the financial crisis, where a lot of people did get hurt, and a lot of people have much less trust in the institutions that currently exist in American culture. And this is the sort of third over arching um, you know, factor that's going on that is relatively new is the democratization of content creation, which is really quite a novel thing. And um, we have to face much different ways of dealing with this because of the public creation of knowledge that didn't necessarily wasn't, wasn't as, um, far-reaching as it is today in that the people years ago, you know, before the, the advent of, of social media, um, and I don't like that term, it's more like content production platforms, I guess. Before the advent of that, it would only be people that had a significant voice that people would actually hear and yes, that was completely un undemocratic um, in many different ways because not everybody would get that voice and it wouldn't, um, it would be very difficult to actually get that voice. So it locked out a lot of people, but that also means that there is a lot of voice that, um, that, that say things today that are not necessarily sort of good for um, good for the economy, good for the world, good for being around. I go onto Facebook and I can't stand it. It is um, a lot of, especially when I basically have left Facebook, other than using it as for content cre uh, creation, to 
to make people feel better. Um, but I don't go on it anymore because it it became such a, a sort of hate field area of my life that I just didn't cho chose not to be on it. I didn't like any of that. Uh, and we we've created these these institutions that have become very important in our life, being the social media. And there's lots of value. I'm not saying that they're valueless. In fact, I think that there's tremendous value with having these uh, these institutions. Now, there's another sort of overarching thing that's been going on is um, people have become a lot more uneasy with um, international relations. And I think that's an over, I think that that uneasiness has always been around for a long time because, you know, outside world, the outside world is uncomfortable for all of this and it's becoming in the public domain and there's public discussion about foreign um, interests in what that actually means. Now, I'm not saying that foreign inter interests, um, in particularly to, uh, you know, TikTok, I'm not saying that there isn't a very real possibility um, a very real possibility. I want to stress that, that foreign influence is playing a role in what's happening. And yes, if I was to design a machine that would create instability in, in a nation, I would create, in, in modern culture, I would create some sort of social media platform that was really fun and exciting to use. Yeah and get people to do uncomfortable things every once in a while that were, um, that were, you know, at risk or people that were very susceptible to doing those things. However, the problem is you look at other platforms, Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, all of the competitors, the only one I don't see, but there was a moment in time where I was doing that was, was YouTube, um, where it would, influence but i still think you see there's there's definitely even podcasts all of these platforms there are influential people that say and do uncomfortable things that get people to do say um get people to do very uncomfortable things that are not good for society in, in general because of the mass audience that they have so centering out Face um, TikTok is is a little uncomfortable from that particular perspective, other than the fact that it could be foreign influence that's actually doing that. It's not necessarily the fact that these acts are actually happening, but it's the fact that there's foreign influence. Now, if it was inside the country that these acts were happening, people I think would be more comfortable with that. But um, there's something in particularly in American culture that um, that 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 people feel uncomfortable with the outside, um, and it's is very real with how this actually all plays out, with how people have, feel uncomfortable with it. Now, you know, the complication is is that on these other platforms, the people that are saying uncomfortable things and getting people to do uncomfortable things, say on Facebook, for example. Man, it is hard not to suggest that there is not foreign influence on those particular platforms as well. So it's just 
really complicated, messy thing that um, it's just very messy in that there's much going on that it's not a clear clear cut line where a single entity is at wrong that there's not, you know, if you start breaking it down, there's likely, um, you know, I can't say for sure, but there's alleged foreign influence, but the evidence suggests very strongly that there is um, in, in all of the platforms. And, you know, even even politicians, do I believe that politicians and business leaders are not influenced by foreign um, influence? Absolutely not. I think that would be silly to assume that. I think that that is very real and a part of, of culture, of, of world culture. Um, and we're at a moment, this is this kind of an interesting thing, that if we do make a case of this and it becomes something, I'm more nervous of what this says um, as sort of the moral hazard behind it um, in the sense that there might be some larger unintended consequences, both on the political side where one might be nervous about um, larger implications in terms of what another country might do to the safety of the citizens uh, in in you know America, and that's that's a real that that is something I I'm concerned about in terms of what if you were to do something like that, what is the retaliative effort, not just from another country, from the one that you're targeting, but from many other countries that might um, take offense to this. So that's that's an uncomfortable thing. But then the other uncomfortable thing is what does that do for business when um, politicians are determining who, what businesses can run and, and, and stay here. And I'm not saying that this is not new. In fact, you know, um, politics institutions play an enormous role in business and they always have. I mean, think about the banking system. The FDIC is a pseudo government entity that will step in when banks fail. Um, in Canada, there was the um, economic, economic um, development corporation that would, is basically a government entity that would, and it's sort of pseudo private, that would, would interfere to make sure that the, um, you know, organizations would function properly and get access to uh, more capital in making sure that they can do a business more effectively in, in that, you know, these are real entities that exist today that have political influence, that, that have political ties. So I'm not saying that these, you know, politics does not interfere with business. I think that would be really absurd for me to say that. And I'm not saying that institutions are, are not important to sort of set up guidelines within how business should be done and what that actually looks like. But it's an uncomfortable moment when people set up something that has has a lot of tremendous value. On the face on the face of it, when you use it, when you use TikTok, it has 
enormous value compared to the existing platforms. And the existing platforms, and here's the sort of twist, is that the existing platforms know it. It is a better platform to get the word out. And you could see the reason why I know that is you look at all their, their competitive, very strong competitive reactions that they've done, where they've built a lot of the virality into the platform, existing platforms like Facebook Reels and things like that, which are making their their um, services better. Um, so, and do I think that these other players in the marketplace are, are innocent and not trying to manipulate the market so that they have a competitive advantage? Absolutely not. I think pe you know people do have that tendency and organizations have this tendency to protect their their interests, right? So, you know, this is a, a very challenging time in terms of what happens. And I I see merit on both sides of what's actually of, of the spectrum. I do see that there might be foreign influence and that makes me uncomfortable, obviously. But do I think that Lamborghini, for example, it doesn't have foreign influence in terms of the government interfering with Lamborghini? Um, in, in Italy, um, you know, that would be a hard argument for me to believe. And it's also a hard argument to say that, hey, um, you know, any product that is significant from another country, do I believe that that government doesn't interfe interfere to make sure that it runs effectively? Well, man, that's a hard argument. I, you look at you know, Embraer from from Brazil, do I believe the Brazilian government doesn't make sure that it does everything possible to make sure that that thing is running and doesn't have influence around the world? Absolutely. Um, they're, they're doing that in various different ways. So, you know, it's a challenging, difficult question in terms of what implications will result from this in the sense that do I think any of the parties are innocent um, no. Do I think that there is a, it's a complicated issue? And, it, and the biggest thing to worry about, I think, is the long run implications of what this actually sets up for business culture and how we compete. Um, is it that, so, so for example, if you're in another in industry, I mean, it's an easy argument to make if this does play out to say, hey, there's these foreign influence that um, that that these these foreign folks are interfering in this market. We need to step in and change this and we need to have more protectionist boundaries there. And I think that's a complicated, difficult answer. We know that, you know, barring without, you know, all of this sort of political interest and all this sort of complicated stuff that's going on and spying and all that kind of stuff. We know that um, trade is good. Having access to a larger market is good. It generally benefits the economy um, for consumers. So putting up barriers to trade is a complicated issue. Um, in many different ways. And it makes it more complicated when it's information technology and it even makes it more complicated when um, a huge swath of the economy, a huge swath of constituents are actually using it 
and maybe the ones that are most vulnerable. However, I do believe that Facebook and other competitors do the same thing, that there is some very vulnerable populations and older populations on Facebook that are getting access to Facebook. Um, and, 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 and maybe perhaps shouldn't be getting access to that information because it's harmful. So it's just a very complicated issue. I don't think that this is going to be resolved. I don't think anybody is, I wouldn't pass, uh, you know, just from experience, people do that are incentivized do not great things. Um, and we should be somewhat skeptical of all parties involved, even the content creators themselves. Um, and I don't know what the right answer is, to be honest. I really don't know. I think this is a moment that America would be better served with the TikTok ban to not let it be done by politicians, but have a vote to have a re uh, referendum because it's such an important topic um, to decide what they should actually do and, 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 and think about what is the appropriate response. Um, do I think that there won't be foreign influence in a referendum? <laughs> I mean, I think foreign influence is, is a big part of culture today. Um, do I think that people will get that referendum right? and have the right response? Um, probably not. I mean, we saw this with Brexit. It was a really complicated issue and um, it still is a complicated issue today. So this is fascinating times is all I can say. Do I think any, um, do I think that, that, that whatever gets chosen is gonna be the right answer? No, do I ever, do I think what gets rejected is the right answer? No, and it's just a complicated, difficult thing to think through. All right, take care and have a wonderful day.